fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's up, everybody? This is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the hostess with the mostest and the only Holly you need to know what's going on, everybody. This is the month of December. We just put out our holiday gift guide. It is jam-packed full of amazing companies and entrepreneurs that you guys can shop from with all discounts. So we're really excited about that. We've got a little extra guest with us this week. And we are super excited to connect with her. Um, she is actually a friend of Gigi Mall, who we've already interviewed, who we love. Gigi is an amazing handbag designer. Um, but today we are interviewing Jay Game, who is a female-founded, sustainable, effortlessly chic, and manufactured in New York City tennis brand. It merges classic styles with beautiful recycled fabrics that are eco-conscious and ethically made and manufactured in New York City. If you love tennis, which let's be honest, y'all, everyone down South loves some tennis, you know, and you care about your carbon footprint, you want to look effortlessly chic and off the court, then you've come to the right place. Each piece is made with high quality recycled fabrics and is designed both functionally and with comfort in mind. J-Game aims to mitigate the culture of disposability by creating timeless pieces that are meant to last on the tennis court. Damn it. Welcome to the show, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. That was an awesome introduction. I couldn't have said any of that better myself. <laughs> I am so happy. So we met because of Gigi Mall. Love her. She is a friend of the podcast. She is a fashion insider bestie. We have featured her. She is in our holiday gift guide. And she said, stop what you're doing. You need to interview my girlfriend, Jackie. Here's what she does. I'm going to let you take it from there. So I want you to give your own introduction. Sure. You know, that's so nice of her. And it's so great to have other female founders that are supporting and promoting. Yes. You know, people like us, it's just so wonderful to see that. And I really appreciate it. And she's awesome. Um, I'm actually going to see her at an event that Ocean Drive Magazine is having in Miami in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. Fabulous. Um, you know, and we can all learn from each other. That's the best thing about female founders, you know. Women supporting women. That's what we do here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Women yeah. supporting women. Why would I not want everyone to shop with you? I don't play tennis, but I don't care. I want everyone to shop with you. Right. Well, you might not play tennis, Holly, but I bet that there's people around you playing pickleball because a hundred percent girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pickleball has exploded. Um, and it's really interesting because, you know, I'm getting into that market. The styles aren't that different, but we can talk a little bit about that, uh, later on. You wanted to know sort of who I am and, and how I came to this, right? Yep. 
So, um, so I'm actually, I was doing something completely different before this. I'm a meteorologist by trade you know, went to weather school and the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. I worked for <laughs> surprise. I worked for NBC news in New York city, uh, for a while. I worked for ABC news as well. Um, I did early morning television for years and years and years. I still cannot sleep through the night because of those early morning hours, by the way. But I think that helps give me the energy. You know, it's like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I, I just Do you walk outside, you're like, it's going to rain. Oh my God. I mean, do you know or do you not know? Do you just read what they tell you? I'm just curious. Funny you should say that. No, I do know. But whenever anyone asks me, including my husband, I tell them to look out the window. I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I've moved on. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not reading radars. But Sorry, yeah. I just had to ask. I'm still very, really interested in it. And uh, especially like in big weather market cities, you know, I get excited if I go down to Miami or Texas, like it's very cool when those big storms roll in. Um, but for now, I'm focusing on J games. So, you know, another aspect of being a female founder is that it's very difficult to find the right time. Um, and I say that's particular to, to women, because if you are married, have a family, one of those two, both of those two. Um, you end up doing wearing many hats and, you know, other female founders that I know, we always say how great it would be to be the husband doing this with a wife, you know, doing everything. I mean, no matter what kind of marriage you have, I just think that women still end up doing so much more, uh, when they have their own businesses and, you know, it's nice for men when they have, you know, they can go to work and know that mom's keeping everyone alive at home. But it's a little different, right, for for when we have to do something. So basically, you know, the right time came when my kids were a little bit older. Um, I also have a husband that he's on the road a lot for work. So it would have been really difficult for me to launch when they were babies. But at a certain point, I just sort of looked at them one day and I said, you know what, you're fine. Everyone's going to be fine. Like the home's not going to run as well as it does with mom rap. But like everyone's going to be fine. And it's time to focus on what I want to do. Um, I've been playing tennis my whole life. I love the sport. I really wanted to do something uh, somehow within the athletic world because it means a lot to me. It's sort of like that sport has always been my therapy. No matter what's going on in my life, I get on the court and like it's all forgotten. And I want to be a part of bringing that to other women. So I also, you know, another thing is I have children. So the combination of having children and caring about the future, the kind of world that, you know, we're going to leave these kids, as well as my background in atmospheric science, those two things combined made it a no brainer for me to decide to do something sustainable where it was good for the environment. You know, my kids, that generation, they're very judgmental. It it would have been impossible not to do it, (laughs) you know? Um, And I wanted to do something that I felt good about. Like, it's not for me necessarily all about making money. In fact, the less sustainable you are, the easier it is to make money. One pillar of sustainability for me is manufacturing in New York City. And I really wanted to do that because this city that I live in now, I'm here now in New York, they took a chance on me. I moved here from another city with my career. And I really wanted to give something back to the city that took a chance on me. So the sustainable benefit of that is that um, I'm not bringing clothes over on container ships. And, you know, that really reduces, helps reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Um, The other important thing is that I can go to the factory. It's about a hundred blocks north of where I live in Manhattan. Factory itself is in the Bronx up north. 
And I see the ethical working conditions. I see, um, you know, some of the the women that sew the clothes, taking breaks, having lunch. They seem happy. All that is important to me. Ethical working conditions are just as important to me as sustainability. So I guess, you know, the, the long answer to your question, how did I get here? A lot had to come together and it had to be the right time. And I think different things that happened in my life, becoming a mother, um, you know, learning so much about atmospheric science, that all came together to get me to this point to launch J Game. So you had no fashion experience, no anything. How did you source your fabrics? That's what I want to know. Yeah, great question. The toughest thing was not the des- the fashion design because I've always been interested in design. And the thing with tennis wear is like we're not reinventing the wheel, really, fashion-wise. It's not haute couture. There's only so many variations of a tennis skirt and a tank top that you can do. Um, It's really more about, like, the performance aspects of of the designs, right? Can you move in, in um, in the fabrics? Does it breathe? But the really challenging thing was to figure out all the different steps in the manufacturing process. Um, And there are so many. So what I did, uh, full disclosure, is when I started going to fabric shows looking for sustainable fabrics, I met a woman that had a booth at a fabric show in Philadelphia, and she is a consultant that takes someone like me from the initial conception of an idea to final production Uh, Only in terms of the steps, like, for example, okay, now you have your design, now you get a sample made. Once you have a perfect sample, it's time to digitize and grade it. It's like all of those steps that people go to school for for years. And I really respect that, you know, but I didn't really have time to do that. So that was really helpful just to learn the steps. The great thing about living here in New York City is that I live 10 blocks away from the garment district. So I had, you know, so many of those service providers 10 blocks away. That's fantastic. So you play tennis. Yeah. Where did you see a gap in the marketplace? Were you like, I wish I had a top like this? I wish or where did the design aspect come from? A lot of the tennis products are are very similar. And most of the big brand names, like, you know, you still hear those same names and they are some of them have committed to some level of sustainability by a certain time, but as far as I know, none of them are fully sustainable. So for me, the gap in the marketplace was really more along those lines. Like I'm going to make beautiful tennis clothes, but my tennis clothes are going to be made from recycled single-use plastic water bottles. Like go figure. I'm going to manufacture in New York City. Why can't we have American made? I mean, you know, New York City made tennis wear. And because I play so much and I have like a deep knowledge of this market, I do know what women want. Um, Things have definitely changed. Like, you know, one thing I really, really am focusing on now is attractive tennis clothes that offer more coverage because everyone is so petrified of the sun. Mm. When I was in um, the Hamptons this summer, just east of, of New York City, Everyone said that, you know, you have to make higher neck, long sleeves. So I offer those options, but you know, you have to keep it cute and it's not easy to do when you have all that fabric. Well, good for you for, I mean, two pillars of sustainability, one for the environment, one for your skin. And I've seen, it's funny because when I went on vacation, it was a couple of seasons ago, maybe last season, and I never have seen more long sleeve bathing suits that were like hot and sexy. 
in my life. I've never seen it. Would that was a new thing for me? So I have no doubt that you can keep it cute and sustainable at the same time. Obviously. So you had mentioned pickleball. So I call it giant ping pong. Okay. Am I incorrect? And do you sweat as much? Is I know it's an, an older demographic that plays it, but I know that it's growing. So tell us about that and what you need to wear for pickleball. It's an older demographic that started it, but there's also a very young demographic that are playing pickleball. And they, you know, say that it's much different than tennis. And um, I think that they've they have some incredible marketing in that they are positioning themselves as the extremely inclusive sport. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, in pickleball, they say, you know, it's not as athletic as tennis. It's easier to learn. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have spent like a million dollars in fancy country clubs the way most tennis players did or a lot, you know, tennis, it takes years and years to perfect those strokes. So I think that's been really smart for pickleball to market themselves that way, because, you know, inclusivity is very very, uh, very important part of, of our world right now. In terms of the clothes, I think you can wear very similar clothes. You know, the younger generation, when I look at pickleball courts, it's sort of more like cropped sports bra type of top with a tennis skirt. It's not that different, but there are less rules. And I think that's the point. Like when I started J game, I spoke to so many retailers and I was very surprised when most of them said, make sure you always do a lot of whites. Um, and you know, to me, that was surprising because the tennis clubs I play in, I, all I see is like lots of different colors, but there are still a lot of clubs where everyone wears white and it's a rule and look at Wimbledon. It hasn't changed there in like a thousand years. Everyone, you have to wear white there. Why is that a rule? You don't. Uh, so, well, no, interesting. I looked into it because I wrote a blog, um, about this a long time ago. That's actually why tennis balls are green because in the old uh, fun fact for you in the old, the old tennis programming, the black and white television sets, the only way they could see viewers could see the ball moving was if it was green. That's wow. Yeah. I just learned something. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact for Holly. Amazing. So no, like, you know, I think tennis is still a stickler for rules. Mm. It's just part of the culture. And pickleball is like the antithesis of that, you know, and people are getting in all sorts of arguments. I mean, hopefully everyone can find some middle ground, but I guess because for pickleball, you don't need as much square footage. Like you can fit four pickleball courts on one tennis court. So oh, it's that small. I thought it was half a tennis court, but it's not. I think it's four. Okay. Okay. Let's double check that. But therefore you need less square footage. So therefore, you know, they also say businesses can make more money off it. You can get like more people on a court. So we'll, we'll see. It's still developing, but this sport is exploding. And I I definitely want to be a part of it. Are you playing pickleball, Jackie? I have, you know, I have. And actually the tennis background really does help the hand-eye coordination. And I love it. It's fun. It's just totally different. And so I know people play mixed doubles and I know it's the same rules. I mean, not same rules, but same thing as tennis. It has a craze just like that. You can play mixed doubles or singles or whatever. Yeah. But that's very interesting. So let's talk about your product. Okay. Let's talk about, first of all, your price point. And then I want you to show us a couple of styles and talk to us about the features of the product. And you can show whatever you want. 
Sounds great. So the price point, I'm committed to keeping the price point relatively low, which is really, really hard when you're manufacturing locally. Every year I watch the State of the Union address, like the incoming president, right? The State of the Union comes Mm -hmm. in and says, we're bringing manufacturing back to this country. Well, it's not here. I mean, it's really, really hard to make something. And when it's really, really hard to make something, it just drives the price up. So that's just something I have to work with, you know, and there's only so much I can charge for a tennis skirt or a tank top. Um, So it's difficult, like it's challenging. So if I walk into Wilson, how much is a tennis skirt? Uh, You know, a Wilson or Nike tennis skirt, anywhere from, I would say, 65 or 70 to 105, 110. Um, Some other brands are a lot more. I mean, there's some that are like $200. And yours is? Mine are are pretty close to Wilson, Nike. You know, I wanted to be on par with them price-wise. I also, you know, I care about inclusivity and I don't want just like affluent people find my stuff. So that's what I'm doing. You know, the difference between Nike and Wilson and I is like, I'm just not making those margins that they are, but I'll get there. There's always ways to do it. Here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast, I love to speak to people, regardless of what you're making, you know, that are making a difference in the industry. And I have, I'm so grateful to you that you have shared your gift with the world and that you're saying, you know, I'm in a position in your household where sure, you want to make money, let's be honest, okay? But it's not your main goal. Your main goal is to change the marketplace or try to make a dent, right? I'm speaking for you mm-hmm. about getting people to be aware where their clothes are made and why it matters. And I think when you hear sustainability, I think a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, throw that term around. You are absolutely right. So I think the, you know, I I know I'm cutting you off here, but I definitely want to talk about this um, because it's important. The most important thing with sustainability is that it's a moving target. It really is. No company is perfect, not one. Um, And most of it, like, There's hardly any legislation. It hasn't been legislated yet, but it's coming. And I think this is the future. So what I did, you know, first of all, I'm fully transparent on my website about, you know, why this is sustainable. How is it sustainable? And I chose a few pillars of sustainability. I just decided, let me choose a few and and go deep in those. And then I can slowly start incorporating more. The challenge with athletic wear is that they haven't yet come up with a fabric better than polyester or spandex because that gives it the stretch right. and you need the stretch. So there's organic cotton, there's bamboo, but you sweat in it. There's all sorts of issues. You know, the problem with polyester is that it doesn't break down. So it's not a sustainable fabric per se. However, what I'm doing is I am taking something that is not sustainable, those recycled bottles, and they're spinning it into polyester. So my view is the crime has already been committed. All of those plastic bottles exist in the atmosphere. Let's at least prevent those from going into landfill and turn them into something. Look, I ain't mad at you, okay? I mean, you're doing, at least you're making that effort to do something different than try to produce 100,000 units and save half a penny so you can make X amount of dollars. And anybody who's anybody, The Gap, all these major corporations that have been in business for 100 years, a fraction of a penny really makes a difference when on their bottom line. So when you produce slowly and educate the customer, because as a personal stylist, 
people want to know what to do. They want you to tell them what to do. So you're handing them this on a silver platter, buy my product because it's made more ethically, it's made with more thought, and it's going to give you the same performance, and it's not 150 bucks. So right. I think that is an incredible way to really educate your customers, not only people that like tennis. I mean, I I don't play team sports, but I work out consistently. So how would I know that I wouldn't want to wear something that you have? That, you know, you, it's definitely the crossover for sure. So I, we commend you for making that effort and really taking the time with your background to say, how can I make my product really stand the test of time by giving something great to the customer, but also doing something to reduce? You can't be 100% sustainable. It's, it's unrealistic. You can try, you can say you are, but you're just saying, look, I'm doing the best I can to be as sustainable as I can. I'm on the right path. Um, totally. and, and what's interesting is that, you know, different people across the country care about different things, right? And I found some people are just blown away and so excited about the sustainability of the product. Others care more about the fact that it's made in the USA and they really care about that. And, and I'm so proud of that, you know, that, that I can say that because it's so rare now that anything is actually cut and sewn in this country. I was in um, California about a year ago and I was talking to some women I met on the tennis court and I was telling them about my product and they're like, yeah, yeah. And then I said, oh, and my factory is in New York City. And they said, wait, what? They said, you actually make stuff in the United States of America. And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, my God, we're part of this like big blog about, you know, made in the USA. And they were so excited about that. And it, it just made me realize that that's also such an important thing to people. Love it. So you're sitting with all of your stuff behind you. Pick two things and show it and talk about it real quick. All right, real quick. So um, I'm going to show you one of my latest styles, which is a tennis skirt. It's the best color ever, hot pink. Do you like hot pink? Do I? Have yeah, you do met I. me? Um, you're like, yeah, as of 10 minutes ago, I love everything I own is pink. Okay, so tennis skirt. Here is my logo. It's the J. I think you've seen that. Yep. J with the ball. Mm -hmm. Super yeah. cute. Um, it has built in compression shorts. Loving that journey for me. Yeah. Loving it. So, I mean, the importance with tennis with the shorts underneath is that's where you put the balls when you're serving. Right. That's what, I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that. Um, super cute. But what's really important about this is the fabric. It's extremely light. This is called, well, the technical name for it is T4292. And it has moisture wicking, which means that it absorbs all the sweat. So you're not going to, you know, you're not going to visually right, sweat right. or anything like that. It's super light. It, it, it blocks 98.7% of the sun's harmful rays, which is awesome. Everyone cares about that. You know, yeah. have that. And it's extremely comfortable. It has memory stretch. It's awesome. It has a matching t-shirt as well. I put all of the tags that talk about the fabric on the item just so that they know antibacterial, odor resistant, non-toxic and made with the UPF protection. And tell us about the size range. What size do you go up to? So we go from extra small to extra large. People are asking for extra, extra smalls. They're also asking for 2X. Mm -hmm. I just launched in April of 2022. And so it was really important 
to me to become an expert with these fabrics before I started making, you know, as more sizes than that. I understand. I understand. You'll get there. This was a way for me to control the process and get feedback, um, you know, from the extra smalls to the extra larges and, and, you know, nail down the fabrics. Um, and once that's done and I'm almost there, then we'll start expanding the sizes. And so you only make women's wear now. Are you going to expand yep. into men's wear? I am. Men's is in production right now. Wow. So, yeah, my husband and his friends, they keep asking for it. So I've got a t-shirt uh, in production. I'm going to make uh, men's shorts as well. And then once that's done, I'll move into kids. You know, there's always more. Just loving this journey for you. And I just, I, I want to say that I think this would be an amazing gift for anybody who plays tennis or not, right? Because I see a lot of people, let's be honest, I split our time and in Atlanta, everybody's running around in those tennis skirts and you can tell when they got on and off the court. I have plenty of friends that do play. So I will certainly be promoting you and getting people to, you know, go on your website and check out your product. I know you're doing menswear and kids. Is there anything else that you want to do that's in production? Do you want to make tennis rackets? Do you want to make custom balls? What do, what do you want to do? Um, for now, the clothes are important. I also have visors, which I'm super oh, excited cute. about. Yeah, let me show you a visor. The visors are, remember how I was telling you that there's hardly any manufacturing yet in this country? Well, this is the only item that I have that is made overseas because I could not find one hat manufacturer in the States. Cute, right? So cute. Yeah, it's organic cotton. That was extremely hard to find. Yeah. Do you do trade shows or anything to show off your product? I do. I've done a lot of pop-ups and that's the best way for me yeah. to interact with the customers. You know, I'm sure you know this because you have your own business. You have to be out there. Yeah. You just have to. I, I can't sit here in my office. Like I, I have to be interacting and I just find that that's so productive and I love getting the comments, you know, from everyone, whatever it is, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's got something to say. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's been really great doing the pop-ups. Yeah. I just did one, uh, in an area of New York called Rye, which was fantastic, you know, and different people focus on different things. It's hilarious. Like some people are obsessed with my croc print and others want the only white. It's great. This will be your only career, right? Do you foresee yourself going back to the news or is this going to be your full time? Is this your calling per se? One thing about me, I I never move backwards. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I moved here like I would it would be rare for me or be surprised if I like moved to a city where I used to live. I, I like to just keep the adventure moving forwards. So going back to news, uh, I don't think so. Although I was recently in Fort Worth, Texas for the WTA, those, that's the women's finals. And one of my old colleagues from NBC News reached out to me because she saw on Instagram that I was coming to Fort Worth. And uh, she was actually an intern when I was there. And now she's like the number one meteorologist at NBC Channel 5 in Dallas. And she said, let's do a story. Love it. Yeah, it was awesome. And so it all like comes around, you know, so I, it was great to be on camera with her again, you know, another female, super supportive. I love that. That is so awesome. So yes, you'll be on the news, but your ass ain't serving the weather anymore. You're yeah. going to be, you're going to be serving your own product and we will be supporting you here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast every step of the way. Please tell us how we can find you. Okay. 
So the website is www.jgamenyc.com and Instagram at jgamenyc. And Holly, just for you, I'm going to create a special code. It's going to be Holly. And um, if your viewers, if anyone enters Holly, they'll get 20% off their entire purchase. Um, that is the best gift ever. And you pronounce your name, last name Moretsky, right? That's right. Right. Moretsky. Cause I'm a, my maiden name is a ski. I, I was a Walensky. So okay. I, saw, I saw that you're a Moretsky. So Jackie Moretsky, every, everybody J game, tennis clothes and pickleball clothes. Okay. Right. Soon to be coming to menswear and your kid's closet too. Damn it. I don't play tennis, but I might start. I don't know. Who knows? But I'm going to try one of your tennis skirts. I'm going to give it the proper review. I'm going to do some videos. I might fake some tennis lessons. Who knows? I can't commit or say I will or wrong. I can hit it over the net. I don't like to keep score. It makes me cry. I don't like that. I'm not, I'm not competitive, but I do really want to try your product. And now I get 20% off. So Jackie Moretsky, thank you so much for joining us here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Any final thoughts? One final thing I wanted to mention, you were talking about goals and everything. And as a female founder, I also think it's very important for your kids, you know, especially when I had a daughter to see mom really engaged in something, you know, that became really important to me. So that's just like another thing that I really wanted to focus on. You just want to see them to see you uh, working really hard at something, whatever it is. Well, I love that. What What a nice little tidbit. Will you come back? Anytime. Great, because we're not done with you. This is just our intro of who you are so everyone can buy your product. Then we're going to have you back on later in the spring because that will be tennis season. And who knows, you're going to have a whole new line, you know, out by then. And we got to hear about it. We got to see it from you. I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you as a insider bestie and a friend of the podcast. Guys, J Game on Instagram jgame.com for all of your tennis and pickleball needs Jackie Moretzky we love you thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for listening look if y'all have not dropped your name into the pop-up box on the fashion crimes podcast website please do that so you can get all of this free fashion content delivered straight to your inbox every single week this has been the fashion crimes podcast happy holiday season and we love you we are out